welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Word of Reason podcast. Wait, what do I want to say? Welcome to the Word of Reason podcast, where I present where you can find reason in your life, but it's only through the Word of God. Ah, 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 ah. Welcome, y'all, to the Word of Reason podcast, where I present where you can find reason in your life, but it's only through the Word of God. I know y'all just heard that new intro, you know what I'm saying? It, <laughs> hey, y'all, I like it, you know? It's season three. It's season three. Um, I say it's season three because, obviously, I put the first season one and season two, which are the first 20 episodes of all the podcast. Those are all uh, done. This is the start of season three. Uh, so... I've been gone for a little bit, but there's good reason. I'll explain. So, first and foremost, I actually did record a whole other podcast, a duo podcast. And it's different because it's got, it's like a face call kind of thing going on. For those who want to watch it on YouTube or whenever I do these uh, duo podcasts, as you guys see in the clips, I don't just make those clips, you know, animated screens. So, I decided we're going to do it different, you know, turn on the face cam actually have somebody to look at other than just me or just the screen so that's different and my computer is very outdated my graphics card is outdated it's at a, it's a gtx 1050 and for those who do not know where we're at in terms of like computer wise we're all the way at, i believe gtx or rtx 4080s right now so i'm i'm just a bit behind bro you know what i'm saying just a slight bit just a slight bit so, uh, I'm actually saving up to get a computer. I should be able to get it by August 18th. I should be able to get it sometime in August, if not early September. And I also say that to say, if you feel led to help speed that process up, I guarantee you every single cent that is sent. See what I did there? See what I did there, bro? See what I did there? <clears throat> Season three starting off strong, baby. Woo! Confetti, confetti, confetti. Some eagles in there. Eagles. No, I'm done. I'm done. But if you do feel led to help, you know, help with the purchase of this computer, you, there are links in the description. One for the cash app and one for the the equipment GoFundMe, like a specific equipment GoFundMe. And I guarantee you, every cent will be going towards that computer. I can promise you that. I'm not going to be taking it and being like, all right, today we're taking the family out for an all-you-can-eat buffet for the whole week. I scam these folks. Nah. But if you do feel led, the links are down there. So I said all that to say um, welcome to Season 3. Hope you guys like the intro. We're going to be up in production all throughout Season 3. I'm going to let you know right now. I'm pretty sure I'm going to make Season 3 very long. Like Season 3 is going to be like 20 episodes at minimum so far like 15 to 20 episodes so it's gonna be a long span of time it might go all the way to october or november um because i have no many i i i have no idea how many podcasts we're gonna be doing because i also want to do have a i have another announcement for you guys i uh i i plan on taking this a lot more serious so i'm gonna have an upload schedule uh it's not done yet I don't actually have it ready. I want to do some consistent days or, you know, figure out what my schedules are more frequently. I already know what it what it is in, in some areas, but I don't want to just make a plan and then not be able to, you know, stick to it because I'm always going to meetings or whatnot. So said all that to say season three, big season. All right. So next is what we're talking about today. I want to hop straight up into it, even though I did announcements for a little bit. And I will say this. 
Instagram down in the description. TikTok, Facebook, all the socials all in the description. All right, cool. And even if you're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, yes, they're down there in that description too. If you just tap on the actual episode instead of just the play button, you'll see the description. Cool? Cool. So now hopping on to the message. And I know you guys know what it is already by the title. It is understanding how to submit it to God and understanding what comes with submitting to God. All right. Now, I'm bringing this up because I've had a few conversations and even I've dealt with this myself where we don't submit things to God the way that we're supposed to in the way that we're called to do so. And it's 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 reflective of obedience as well, because when we're asked to do things from God in our walk with him and in our relationship with him and we just kind of you know get caught up in our own thoughts ideologies thought processes that we've been you know carrying forever and da 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 you are now a new creation in Christ and there are new things for us to believe and to hold take hold of that we are given now not just believe and then you know have hope in nothing but now nah, we have promises made to us and we also have a part to play we also have something to do and to be honest, what better deal is it than I want you to trust me, have faith in me, serve me, and 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 be obedient. I want you to really do all those things, have faith, trust, obedience, and sacrifice things for me. I want you to really, truly want me. And in return, I give you eternal life. I give you blessings. I give you love peace, sound mind. The list goes on and on. I give you joy. I bring you um, deliverance. I bring you salvation. I bring you, he was bringing so much more to the table than we're actually required. So one of those things that we don't do is submit things. That is one of the things that we do not actually do. We get so caught up with us. We get so caught up with me, 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 and how I think about this, that, and the other. And now the enemy is getting into your head telling you, Everything to belittle you, telling you you're this, you're that, you're unworthy. Da 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 da. So today I want to talk about the 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 sheer importance of submission unto God. So I want to start off by saying a little a little backstory as to why we got to this. So I I had a conversation with one of my friends, um, and it really sparked from there. But I know there's a lot of different. Uh, reasons as to why also that came up as to why we're doing a podcast on the topic of submitting unto God and what comes with submitting unto God. So she had been feeling very burdened by the feeling of insecurity and also feeling unworthy of the calling. Those are those are usually the points that I know of so far that I've actually had conversations with people over the course of these last few months and beyond that where it's it's those two things we either don't see God how he sees us we don't see ourselves like God sees us because we don't believe that and two we think we're not worthy for the calling that God has placed on our lives and therefore, we submit nothing to him and then take control of the whole situation. And we usually take control of the situation and then we wallow in it. And then we honestly whine about it and we take hold of it and then we don't give it to God. 
We don't take it back to his word. We don't take it back to, oh, well, what does he have to say about this? We take it, we hold it, and we wallow with it. And that is not what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be taking everything into submission. So I want to present to you the legitimate definition for what submission is. And I got it down right here, bro. So submission, and I got this off of, no, I didn't get the definition off of Wikipedia, but the definition that I found was linked to it, but I tweaked it up to a believer. I tweaked it to, to sound like, not to sound like, but to be what is actually supposed to be for Christians because a few different words were changed like uh, religious people or higher power and da 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 stuff that's not specific but still tailored towards us. It says to completely uh, submission is to completely give up one's own will and subjects his thoughts, ideas, and deeds to the will and teachings of God. That is submission. So going with that idea no going with that definition not idea it said thoughts ideas will all gets given to him it all gets pushed to the side in order for the will of god to be placed and the teachings of god to be placed in our hearts meaning that what we think what we say what we want to do what we think we ought to do, how we feel about ourselves, what we think about what we're worthy of. That honestly does not matter. And I really hope my camera's recording right now. Father, please let it be recording. But look me dead in the eye. I'm going to get closer to the mic. It does not matter what it is that you think negatively about yourself. It does not matter because if you want to be on, if we, if, if I'm going to be honest here, it's what you think about yourself and sometimes what the enemy is throwing in as well to chip in to, to further belittle yourself versus, <laughs> oh, I don't know, the, the king of the universe, the creator of all things, the, the, the Lord over your life, the, the unconditional loving God has to say about you now gets thrown in the trash and put to the side. And I'm not talking at anybody. I'm speaking on behalf of myself as well, because I experience these things. And my key, my, my example was literally recorded on a podcast, two podcasts ago, I think on the podcast, talking about forgiveness. When I was talking about forgiving myself, you, you can hear where I mentioned multiple times that I did not choose to believe what it is that God had said about me. I did not submit what I already thought about myself underneath what God had already said about the situation saying, I can never forgive myself. I can't ever, I just can't right now. I just, I didn't want to believe it. I couldn't believe that I'm a new creation. Okay. And that does not matter what you don't think is applied to you. What you don't think is happening for you. If he said you're a new creation, you are a new creation. If he says you're forgiven, you are forgiven. You did not surprise him when you sinned. You did not destroy your plan because you flipped up. Now, if you're practicing iniquity, I guarantee you that's different. That's probably going to result in different. Uh, that's going to result in different 
um, consequences for your plan. So iniquity is different from when you're slipping up. Iniquity, for those who do not know, is when you are habitually, knowingly, and willingly practicing sin while not caring anything of what God has to say about that. Even followers of Christ will be in iniquity and just they have a passivity for sin. They get all passive to it and be like, oh, well, you know, oh, shucks, I'm forgiven. That's a whole nother topic. But in submitting, it doesn't matter what you think about yourself because he says otherwise. If you're in juxtaposition or opposition to what he's saying about you. So we also have to take into account that. When it comes to submission, we have to look at the best example who sh who demonstrated submission. So now we finna hop over to, to some scripture. You know what I'm saying? We finna hop over into scripture. So we finna pull up into Isaiah uh, chapter 50, right? We gonna jump down to verse 4. It says, The sovereign Lord has given me a well-instructed tongue to know the word that sustains the weary. Now, this is obviously before Jesus came, so this is a prophecy. Isaiah is filled with prophecies about the coming of the Messiah, the the servant that is that is uh, the servant sacrifice, which is actually the title of this chapter. So, the sovereign Lord has given me a well-instructed tongue to know the word that sustains the weary. He wakens me morning by morning, wakens my ear to listen like one being instructed. So, we can look at it like this, and this is this is how I'm seeing it right now. The sovereign Lord has given me a well-instructed tongue to know that the words sustains the weary. So for those in the feeling in the in the area of inadequacy, the sovereign Lord has given me a well-instructed tongue to know the word that sustains the weary. He got the calling. The Lord has given him a gift and the calling right there. He has a gift, the well-instructed tongue, and then the calling, which is going to improve on that gift. He wakens me morning by morning, wakens my ear to listen like one being instructed. So upon that gift and in that calling, you work and you learn and you gain wisdom. You got to work in your calling and in your gift as well. It says the sovereign Lord has opened my ears. I have not been rebellious and I have not turned away. This is the part that we don't even know that we participate in the most. We get the calling. We get the gift. And we start working on it, but then whenever things don't go out the way that we expect it, then we start getting rebellious. We start thinking, well, I'm not seeing it come out like the way I expect it to be. Well, you didn't make the plan, dude. Your part was to be obedient, and your part was to work on in that call work in that calling and work on yourself with the with God. You're supposed to develop in that in that area of your calling. Because a lot of people receive a calling and then go into this area of waiting. Or working on and further enhancing themselves in their calling. And I am the example here. If, 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 if I'm going to be honest, in the first few months of becoming a podcaster, and the only podcast I listened to at that point in time was The Basement. And for those who do not know, The Basement blew up almost doggone immediately. Like, it blew up immediately. And I was expecting the same exact thing to happen to me. So little old me walked in and pranced in, started my podcast. And when it didn't hit a thousand in the, in two months, I was like, oh, God, 
Oh, I might have mistaken your, uh, your, your caller for me. Oh, no. Another thing we need to not do is look at how somebody else was blessed and then expect just because they're blessed in the same calling in the same area that we are, that we're going to do it at the same exact rate. Because you see, I missed the very important pivotal part was that I was trying to compare myself to someone who was so much more seasoned and went through so many other different seasons to get to this point in their calling. And I compare myself at the age of 18 years old to someone who is, I don't know how old Tim is. I, I'm going to just guess. I think he said he might be in his 40s. Late 40s, might be early 50s. I don't know. He sure don't look it though. But um, I was trying to compare myself to him. Someone who's been a lead pastor, counselor, youth pastor, and has been in therapy for work for himself. And I'm trying to just catch up right off the rip. So the knowledge that he has is so much different from the knowledge I have in different levels as well because there's been different amount of not only work ethics but there's a different amount of time between our callings different amount of time in between what he's learned and what i've learned and what he's been doing and what i've been doing i just started this ministry three months ago and i i already tried to compare it to somebody else who was well seasoned and that's something we need to not do as well we don't need to to compare ourselves as much as we do because when you compare yourself you will destroy your vision you won't even be able to see what god is doing in your life and what he's called you to do when you're so focused on the progression and the growth to get to that final stage when you're so focused on getting to that final stage you you don't look at what you're doing along that path and how you're growing and developing and changing and even though you may touch one person's heart to comment on your on your on your on your clip once every three weeks that is a whole person that has now rededicated their life to Christ. You better celebrate that because even the, the angels in heaven and all of heaven rejoices when a soul comes back to Christ. And you're sitting over here. Well, I just wish I had. I just wish I had more. Stop focusing on that end result, because if you're so focused, I'm going to just say this one point and then I'm going to get back on track on track. When you're so focused on that end result. And that's all you're looking at this entire time on your path there. You're going to hit it and then you're not going to want to live anymore. That was your whole goal. Your 10,000 square foot house, your seven different cars and your two yachts, your your second house in Dubai and your 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 starting up other businesses to bring in passive income as well. And you got millions and millions of dollars to your name. Right. You've gotten there. Now what? Now what is next? Huh? What is next? You've gotten everything. You're starting to realize that just because you have a lot of money doesn't mean that it's going to bring you constant excitement. And I already know it really wouldn't. What am I going to do? The, the, the coolest thing I think I'm going to be able to do is, is eat takeout all the doggone time. That's about it. You don't have to worry about eating out. You just have to, to you know, not obviously be blowing your money on, on this and the other. But when you get to that point, it's like a roadblock because you weren't really, really finding delight in that path. And a lot of people look at the children of Israel. And I want to give you the source to where I, I got all all of that. It was the leaders cut with Preston Morris. 
and I got to give credit where it's due. Um, I'm not going to take it and run with it. But if you really want this in full context and better explain, look up the leaders cut with Preston Morris and search up. It will never work without work. That is a whole that is a topic on a podcast I will discuss soon, but not not completely today. So. When you when you look at the children of Israel, right. They were so focused on getting to that destination that you can see the corruption as they kept going on the path. They did not set their hearts and minds on God and where they were being taken from and where they've been told where they're going. But in that whole path, it got so gruesome, excruciating, stressful and 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 and, and deadly, honestly. Because of what? Because they could they were so focused on oh, I want them the land of milk and honey. Oh my gosh. The land of milk and honey. Oh my gosh. And they had zero enjoyment on that path. It was painful on that path because they were so focused on that end result. But now let's go back to um, the lead example of submission. So we get rebellious whenever we start comparing ourselves to others uh, as to where they are in their blessings and where we are now. And then we start indulging in those thoughts and letting those thoughts take over well i'm not where i think i'm supposed to be at submit that unto him whatever plan he had for you he has that plan for you i focus on your path stop trying to mooch off of and 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 be a part of and steal almost this ideal that i've got to have what they have that ain't no, but anyways, going on to the next verse, it says, I offer my back to those who beat me, my cheeks to those who pulled out my beard. I did not hide my face from mocking and spitting because the sovereign Lord helps me. I will not be disgraced. Therefore, I have set my face like Flint and I will not be put to shame. And I could keep going on with that, but you see the gist where. Actually, I'm going to hop down in uh, verse 10. It says, who among you fears the Lord and obeys the word of his servant? That be Jesus. Let the one who walks in the dark, who has no light, trust in the name of the Lord and rely on their God. But now all you who light fires and provide yourselves with flaming torches, go walk in the light of your fires and of the torches you have set ablaze. This is what you shall receive from my hand. You will lie down in torment. You, actually, upon my second time, actually, like my third actual time reading this, but it says, but now all you who light fires, it said that those who walk in the dark, who has no light, trust in the name of the Lord, because he will be that light to where they're walking. But it says those who start lighting the fires, creating their own light, creating their own source of brightness and provide yourselves with flaming torches. Go walk in the light of your fires. And of the torches you have set ablaze. When we take control of our own situation, that's us right there. We take our little fire torches and try and take hold and take charge and light up the path before us, not knowing that there are serpents, scorpions, and demons already ready to prance at you because you have now started opening your mind and your heart up to all these different thoughts that they're trying to feed into, get you to 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 indulge in. Because you do not submit yourself and rely upon God. And that's another thing. We forget that we have given our lives to the Lord. 
we don't re- we don't actually know what the definition of lord or lordship is and the definition of lordship and i believe it was the ruler or one in authority and rule over others if that is the definition of a ruler we have called him the lord of our lives yet we do not give him lordship over all the things of our life and our thought process and our circumstances and i'll prove it with some scripture in mark 14 36 a lot of people know this those who read the bible this is jesus talking to god says abba father he says everything is possible for you take this cup from me yet not what i will but you will i want to break that down and look at it for just a second so i was just talking about lordship right and with lordship comes one who is over authority of all things and when we make the lord the lord of our lives so that means whatever happens when we're living he is the lordship and has authority over all that and we have to take our obligation is to take it and submit it unto him we can't just sit there and be like mouth shut and then be like, God, take it away. God, take it away in our head. But we don't ever cry out and submit it unto him. We don't ever give it to him. And even if we do, we try to take it back all the time. Watch this, though. It says everything is possible for you, meaning I know that you can do it. He said he let up his plea. He took his cry out to God. That's what we don't do. When we get stuck in unsubmission to God and we take our torch and try and light up our own path, we will say, take this cup from me and then not say the rest of what he says. We'll say, take up this cup from me. I can't handle it. I can't have it. What you've called me to do, I can't do it no more. Take the cup from me. Take the cup from me. Take the cup from me. But Jesus demonstrates submission here. He did not want to go up and die on that cross. He asked for another way. Take this cup from me then this is what we say but we don't actually mean it yet not what i will but what you will in this statement from take this cup from me all the way up to but what you will it demonstrates how he took his plea and cry out to god please change the circumstance for me yet not what i will but your will That right there shows him that he took his plea to God and and he let God be Lord. He took his plea to God and he let God be the the author, the one with authority over what is going to happen because he knows who he's putting his trust in. He knows who he's talking to is a trustworthy rock. We'll sit there and do that first part, take the cup from me, and then wallow in what we feel like is unworthiness. Because what we what we want, we don't want to have, or we think we cannot do it. I understand the context of this. He did not want to go through crucifixion. That is a painful and horrible death. And even upon searching it up, I found out that he actually was bleeding from anxiety. And he still says, I will still let you be Lord over my life if this is your will for me. He submitted all that up unto him and said, let your will come before what I think. That's what we need to get to when we submit our thoughts, ideas and anything else that we're going through under the will and teachings of God. 
that is where you will see that change. Now, we know that God's now Jesus's glory after this was greater than that sacrifice. Then if he were to be if this is how I kind of weigh my options to here. I, I like to put it in a balance scale sometimes when it comes down to be obedient or disobedient. If the result of your disobedience weighs so much more than the result of your obedience, meaning. Let's say God says, I want you to go and talk to this woman in the supermarket. I want you to talk to that girl right there, like you're just grabbing some cereal. Someone comes around the corner and then you hear it in your heart. Go tell them about me. And he knows you have social anxiety. And you're stressing out. You're thinking, God, I can't I can't just talk to somebody. What if they get mad? Da, 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 da. First of all, this fear of man. And second of all, Holy Spirit, um, I believe it was uh, where is it? Where is it? John 14, 26, where. Jesus says that the Holy Spirit will teach you what to say and what to do. He is a teacher and he will teach you all the things that you ought to say. Look up that verse for a more specific thing, because I don't want to paraphrase. Actually, let me let me let me look it up. Let me look it up so I can actually recite it back to you. In John 14, 26, it says, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the father will send in the name of Jesus. He shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. So all the teachings, you know, all the sayings, you know, all the information and knowledge you need will be presented and brought back to your remembrance from the Holy Spirit. But going back to the example, you have social anxiety and da 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 da. So here's what I think to really get myself to lock in. If I don't tell this woman about Christ and the potential things I think about is what if, what if I'm being told to do it to not only help myself with social anxiety and to trust in what the Lord says for me to this could be a prayer answered by the woman in the car before, because literally before they came in the supermarket, they were having a scuffle and a hatred built up for God. And then they cried out in the vehicle. Well, God, if you're so real, send somebody else in the supermarket today when I'm shopping for cereal to come and talk to me about you and tell me that you love me. And knowing that you need cereal and you're in aisle 14. And now they're in aisle 14 and he tells you my disobedience will result so much more heavier than if I were to just submit my social anxiety up unto him and go and talk to this person about the love of God, that the love of God is applied to them. That's what I mean. And so we have to we have to really get into a locked in position where it's like. I really got to submit whatever it is that I'm thinking or however I feel about myself and submit it unto the word and the authority and the lordship of Christ. And actually, there is a verse about that in Second Corinthians. I believe it's 10 verse four through five. Yes, it says. 
in Corinth in Second Corinthians ten verse four through five, it says, "For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against. Listen, we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God, and take every thought captive to obey Christ." Take every thought captive to obey Christ. It doesn't matter about what you think about what you're called for. And if you think you're unworthy, if you think you're not up for it, doesn't matter if you don't think you're do. Listen, listen, listen. Take all that junk up here in your cranium, your chrome dome, and take that and put it on submission under the authority and, and put it in obedience to Christ. And you want to know how to do that? Get in his word. There are there are some great tools that I recommend. You can use Bible questions and Bible questions and answers dot com. You can use Bible gateway. You can use Bible study tools to search up different topics and what you're struggling about. And you can go search that up and go find it in the Bible. OK, well, what does God say about me? And we'll get to that in a sec because I actually do have a list of that. For those who want to know, I do got a list for that stick around though but i i really want to also go back to this where is it here we go in hebrews 5 it says in the same way christ did not take on himself the glory of becoming a high priest but god said to him you are my son today I have become your father. And he says in another place, you are a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. During the days of Jesus's life on the earth, he offered up prayers and petitions with fervent cries and tears to the one who could save him from death. And he was heard because of his reverent submission. Son, though he was. He learned obedience from what he suffered and once made perfect. He became the source of eternal salvation for all who obey him and was designated by God to be high priest in the order of Melchizedek. The glory that Jesus got from being in reverent submission unto the will and authority of God got him to where he is on the right hand of God in heaven now and the one who is going to bring salvation through all who believe in him. We need to understand that when we take our own torch and try and light up our own path, that light ain't bright enough. That light ain't bright enough. That ain't even the right type of light. But the light that comes from God, from a lying and being in submission and being in obedience to him, shines brighter and even kills off, distract, not distracts, kills off, gets rid of, uh, uh, delivers any type of obstacles in your paths. Stop taking back what you get to God. That's what it is. That's another point that I was thinking about was we try and give it to God and then take it right back. I'll paint an example for you. Imagine you make your friend a plate, right? You give him some chicken wings, give him some green beans and some mashed potatoes, right? And then you make your own plate too, right? And you eating your own plate, you know, you give him, you give your boy a plate. But you keep eyeing his plate 
and every 10 seconds, you take your spoon and grab some mashed potatoes and then go ahead and eat it off the plate. And then he side eyes you and stops eating. But you keep on eating and every now and then you scoop off a little bit of mashed potatoes. And now you're scooping up the greens. And then you took a whole chicken leg off the doggone plate and now you eating it. And then you took the whole plate back unknowingly and be like, bro, was the food good? I didn't even get any food, bro. You never gave me any food. You took it back. That's the same thing we be trying to do with God. We'll give it to him. He'll start working on it. He'll start working on us. But we're still trying to grab it back. We're still trying to handle it ourselves. Take up our own fiery torch. We'd be all like, oh, well, I want to be in control. I want to, you know, I don't know about this. You know, I I give you my life. I made you Lord over my life, except for in this area. No, 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 no. By definition, one who is Lord is, is, is one who is a ruler or an authority over everything you got. And we're so blessed. Excuse me. I'm not going to have this stuff on my face all the time. Let me make sure I'm recording because I ain't going to do it. Yep, yep, we're cool. What was I saying? Holy Spirit, please bring it back to me. Uh, what was it? Dang, my brain farted. What is the Holy Spirit? It's talking about eating off the plate. Ah, yes. Dang, I just smacked my mic, bro. But we give him lordship over our life partially. That ain't how it's going to work. You gave him full and complete authority and access in your life. Meaning whatever we think about my uh, think about ourselves, like it said in the definition of submission earlier. Pull it back up. To completely give up one's own will and subjects his thoughts, ideas and deeds to the will and teachings of God. The reason we keep on trying to take it back is we forget who it is that we serve. We don't we don't really remember all the time the faithfulness and the trustworthiness of the God that we serve. We really don't. Now, in Deuteronomy 4. I believe. Yep. Deuteronomy 4 verses 35 through 39. I'll explain it and then I'll relate it to you because this is talking to the children of Israel, I believe, um, and how they just they had all the explanation and the revelation from God to believe in his trustworthiness. Yet you see the history for those who don't know golden calves, unfaithfulness, idols, sexual immorality, all that even they were wishing to go back to Egypt and be captive rather than serve God. Now, that's not a statement for God. It is a statement for their lack of faith and submission unto his plan. They didn't know who they were serving. 
They didn't they didn't truly believe their the faithfulness. They didn't even remember it, I don't think. They actually did. They got reminders plenty of time. Actually, let me just read the scripture, doggone it. I'm finna go off on an old another tangent, bro. My fault, bro. It says in 35, you were shown these things so that you might know that the Lord is God. Besides him, and there is no other. From heaven, he made you hear his voice to discipline you. On earth, he showed you great fire, and you heard his words from out of the fire. Now, I could, let me relate that to you. You might be like, well, he ain't show me no fire. He didn't show me no pillar of fire like he did to the, to the Israelites. Oh, well, okay. God has been there and giving you experiences that you can draw back to him, right? Where you can't accredit it to, oh, that was me. No, there are there have been times and I can guarantee you where it is attributed to God that you got through these things. Right. And he's shown you himself in different points in time. Now, let's say you're coming up where your faith is being tested, whether or not you're really going to trust in him. Right. The key thing we forget is remembering. Remembering what it is that he's been doing for us, has been doing and will do. Because he has promises and he does not fail to fulfill his promises. Never once. Never once. He's done some things in your life where he has shown himself to you so that you are without excuse that the Lord is God. And beside him there is no other. And he's shown you your air quotes great fire and heard his words from out of the fire you've received your pillar of fire moment but we forget that and it shows it here because he loved your ancestors and chose their descendants after them he brought you out of egypt by his presence and his great strength to drive out before you nations greater and stronger than you and to bring you into their land to give it to you for inheritance as it is today. Acknowledge and take to heart this day that the Lord is God in heaven above and on the earth below. There is no other. Then it says, keep his decrees and commandments, which I am giving you today so that it may go well with you and your children after you and that you may live long in the land the Lord your God gives you for all time. You see where it says keep his decrees and commands. We will do that until it starts getting shaky or until we start getting filled with lies about ourselves and we don't take it unto him. Well, what does God have to say about it? He's got plenty to say about it. And I still got that list ready for you. But we tend to forget how faithful our God actually is to us. And I've said it before. I'll say it again now to those who are struggling in their faith or it's fluctuating or they don't know whether or not, you know, this is for them or they're getting a little bit of lack of faith in the middle of their waiting season or whatnot or whatever it be. If you're having struggles to see God where you're at right now, what has helped me out the most is taking a minute to stop indulging in the things of the world. Just take a moment, be quiet, and remember the things that he's been doing for you 
to keep you alive up until this point. One of your biggest strengths is remembering the things that God has done for you. That will restore your faith. The enemy will try and convince you otherwise and be like, oh, well, that was, you know, some coincidences here, coincidences here, da, 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 da. I was supposed to be dead in a parking lot almost a year ago. And the fact that there was someone that drove by and told me, hey, there's a guy with a gun walking towards you. I attribute that to no one but God. I was sitting on the top of my car in the middle of the night. And I was looking at dude walk up aggressive. And I was just like, hey, 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 what you walking this way for? So dude said something about a gun, bro. I took off. I thank God for that. And also, I still kind of think it was a setup, too, because Brody pulled up into the parking lot where I was. And it was just like, hey, bro. You know what I'm saying? They said something, but I was gone, bro. Anywho. I attribute a lot of things to God. I, I For those who want to hear it, go back to the first 10 podcasts and just read the title. I'm not saying listen to all like 10 hours worth of content. No. Just look at what God was doing. You can see it from like eight different titles that he was with me in that area. And I had to take a moment to sit back and, re- and just chill out. Stop me about the now, 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 now. And one of the things I heard in church yesterday was... The enemy will try to get you to look at right now. He will get you stuck on what it looks like right now. And he will try and convince you you'll never reach this mark. You won't ever reach this amount of people. You won't ever have this amount of financial blessings. And sometimes he'll tell you you will have this amount of financial blessings to get you to be corrupted. In your line of thinking, he'll try and make you make you see something that's beautiful in the eyes of God and how he wants to gift you and bless you. And then he'll turn around and make it like. Oh, but you get that lump sum of money, you're going to be corrupt. Are you going gonna to have a million dollars worth of spending money in your bank account? Psh. I'll tell you what you're going to spend it on. I'm going to buy stuff you shouldn't be buying, you know. Subscribe to a few OnlyFans. Pull up on a few Patreons. You're going to get corrupt with that money. You're going to... He even tried to get me with that. But I'm, I'm going to keep on going with this, bro. The key is remembering who it is that you serve. Let me check my time frame right here. Dang, we on 40 minutes already? Dang. But I I, I want to hone in on that. We we really do give up on him sometimes. And we really do start backpedaling on God because what we don't see is how he's working and when we don't see what he's working on we start to lose faith we start to backpedal we start to you know start freaking out we start losing faith and we we don't take that and submit it under him and be like God I know what you've been doing I've seen it in your word who you were and who you still are because Hold on, let me pull it up. A lot of people know this one. Hebrews 13a, boy. It says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. If he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, 
and we know that Jesus is God. Hold on. For those who, who are listening, who's like, well, how is Jesus both the God and, and son? I'm finna, I'm finna hold on, bro. I'm finna drop it on your neck bone. Ah, where is it? Ah, yes, right here, actually, in Philippians 2. In Philippians 2, I'm gonna, I'm gonna read it right here. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. In your relationship with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. In verse 6, who being in very nature God. Wait, what was his nature? Who being in very nature God. Okay, well, what does that mean? Who being in very nature God. His nature was of God. Not God-like, not just a few little sprinkles of authority there. See, that's a whole another podcast talking about the, the deity of Jesus Christ. But it says here, it says, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Heck, we can even drive that back to the doggone point of submitting unto God again. We see it here. He was with God and is the nature of God in man's flesh. And to be, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Hey, I'm going to speak on this one. This is just me right here. If I had to come down here and die for a bunch of people that in essence truly do disdain and practicing, disdain God and practicing, there's there's a different level of humility to come and die for somebody who hates you. And of course, there are people who love God in the New Testament before Jesus sacrifice, before he came down and all throughout the Bible. And. He still died for the same people that put him up there on that cross. He still died for the same people that casted lots for his garments and the same person that poked him in the side. And as he bled water and I believe it was as he bled water. I don't know if he bled water, if it was blood and water at the same time. But as someone pierced his side and water came out, that person was offered salvation. Pilate, the governor Pilate was offered salvation everybody was so to come down in humility like that 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 that's a demonstration of submission when you know you're called to do something or when you know god has called something and said something about you you ought to submit i won't act like i didn't do that i won't act like i'm just a you know prime example uh, just look at the past podcast bro i have been so unsure sometimes where I'm just like, God, I don't know if this is for me. I don't know if you called me to do this. I don't not 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 but bop bop. Don't base it off of what you see and perceive. That is literally what we were just saying a few minutes ago. 
the devil will get you to look at all these minor details. Oh, well, I'm not getting hundreds of views and I'm not getting thousands of views and I'm not making any money off this stuff. This, this, this can't be from God. Like, no, 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 no. Enjoy the path. If you're going to own a business and become, you know, very well renowned, enjoy your anonymity while you have it. Imagine going to the supermarket and taking 15 pictures, not saying that you should start growing a hatred for that, but just seriously see what's going to come with that level of responsibility. People want to be Internet famous because they get the check, but then you don't have to you don't realize how you have to check in with all these other 15,000 people. We're asking you questions simultaneously about their growth. And some of them are going to ask some hard questions that even I wouldn't know how to answer this very second. Some of them are going to be some very vulnerable questions. Some of them are going to be some very vulnerable statements. Sometimes you're going to have to, let's say if you're leading a business, you're going to have to say some harsh things to some people to get them in line. People want to get to that place not realizing the burden of responsibility that it carries. That is a whole other part. I'm like, I'm trying to like merge it in almost. I'm just trying to like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? But it says, therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name. And you might be saying, well, yeah, Jesus was exalted that high and da, 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 da. But what about me? There, there's no eye that had seen nor. There's no eyes that have seen nor ear that has heard nor mind that has conceived the things that God has prepared for those who love him. And what did Jesus say? That those who love him obey his commands. And his commands was to be obedient, which is submission unto his will. So, therefore, if you submit unto him and follow his will, you're demonstrating your love because you're following your, uh, your, your com his commandments, not your commandments. You're following his commandments. And in following his commandments, you demonstrate you love him. And <laughs> no mind has conceived the things that he has prepared for those who love him. So going on. Another thing that we have to stop doing, and I, I wasn't I'm not going to fully embark on this because it's very self-explanatory. And also in Philippians two, it says, do everything without grumbling. For, I'm gonna just I'm gonna just stick on that for half a second. Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. OK, so he's got a purpose for you to fill his good purpose in you. OK, cool. Do everything without grumbling or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Then you will shine among them like stars as you hold firmly to the word of life. What is the word of life? Word of God. And then I will be able to boast on the day of Christ that I did not run or labor in vain. But even if I'm being poured out like a drink offering on the sacrifice and service coming from your faith, I am glad to rejoice with all of you. So you, too, should be glad and rejoice with me. And Paul right here is to some degree explaining his submission uh, unto the will of God for his life. He has to sacrifice himself and his time. And to be honest, he was under legal risk anyways, because dude got arrested so many doggone times for preaching the gospel and also being light on his name sometimes, too. But for being Christian, he suffered on account of God and in suffering, it was submission. Now, I want to go over this last point and I'm done.
Uh, going back to finally close out and give you one more perspective on how we don't really realize how faithful God is, right? I'm going to use this example. This from this end over here to this end over here. Actually, since you're on reverse, this side will represent the beginning of all creation. And this side will represent the end of time, right? When all is said and done, it's wiped out. Now where everybody's either in the lake of fire or hopefully you're in the kingdom of God. In the second heaven and the second earth. So, God's plopping down. Let's just say there's this lady named Sarah, right? Sarah's working in fast food. She's busting her butt off and she has a dream and ambition to become an artist. God sees her working hard and God also sees her heart. And he wants to, to use her to work out his plan, but also give her the ability to do the one thing that she loves, photography and drawing, right? So as she's working and da-da-da-da-da, Sarah's praying. This is where she's at in her timeline, right? Sarah's praying and giving her life to God. She's in submission to him. She is submitting unto his authority. She's praying and asking God, I would like to do this, that, and the other, da 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 I want it all to be done for the glory. In all things we do, do it for the glory of Christ, right? So she's right here. She's, she's praying to God and still working her job and being faithful to God. What we don't see is in this part of the timeline. Now, see, I've got this story made up, so this is going to be a story you want to listen to. I'm going to have her meet this person at this place because she was handed this thing. And I will have her meet this and then I will have them meet them and then they're going to talk with her and they're going to elevate her after a month or two of seeing her work and da 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 and uh, she'll meet this and then there will be some conflict. But as long as you trust in me, which I know you will, you've always trusted in me and I'll elevate you to a higher position of CEO. All right, cool. So now he comes down to Sarah. Sarah just had a really harsh night. But she did get paid well in tips. God comes to her and tells her while she's sitting in her car at approximately like 10.54 p.m. He says, Sarah, I want you to leave your job. Nothing more. Just I want you to leave. I want you to leave your job. I want you to quit. I want you to quit. Sarah's freaking out. All right. Sarah don't know what to think. Right. Because she's right here. Not knowing what all has been prepared already here. She don't see the rest of the timeline. But God is outside of time. He already set up everything that needs to happen. He, al he already made the plan. Taking into account where she already was. Anywho. It didn't matter. He made the plan already. Now what's required is obedience. Sarah freaks out for a day or two. She quits her job, right? And then God tells her, all right, after you quit, I want you to go to the park, sit down for 25 minutes and chat with me. I want you to go to the park. Sarah's like, why do I have to go to the park, bro? It's 95 degrees in Tennessee, and it's really hot and humid, but okay. So she listens. And then we're about a little bit further in the timeline, about a few weeks later. And then Sarah's at the park right here. Sarah's at the park. She's talking with God, and in that talk, God wanted alone time with her. You know, just talk with me. He's your father. Talk with me. Da, 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 da. God tells her, after this, I want you to go to Hobby Lobby. I want you to pick up some drawing paper, 
and go and get what pens you need and this that and the other and I want you to start drawing and I want you to take your camera and I want you to practice photography and then she's like uh yeah okay cool Sarah's already focused on the place because she already knows this is what she wanted to do so Sarah's doing all this five months goes by Sarah's exhausted now she's living off of ramen noodles and she's eating peanut butter sandwiches and eating a cup of yogurt that's about a day's worth maybe a few days worth of food right so Sarah has gone from here in her faith skip forward we probably about like right here right Sarah is at that point that I showed you before she 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 goes out she sees this flyer on the floor right taking out the trash she sees the flyer on the floor it's an art exhibit art museum in september i don't know how five months from the summer equated to september anyways <laughs> anyways an art flyer comes up and now she has to go to, she she's going to this art museum god tells her when she goes to this art museum i want you to take the portfolio that you've been building in the last five months and i want you to take it onto that art exhibit museum so she's taking it to the art exhibit museum thinking nothing of it Da, 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 da. She runs into the CEO, the owner of that art museum. He sees her holding her portfolio, and she's the only one holding a portfolio. She's been nervous about this. But the CEO looks at her and be like, Oh, you got a portfolio? She doesn't know who this is. So, like, oh, yeah, I just wanted to bring it with me. And the CEO looks at it, art exhibit owner looks at it. One thing leads to another, and the art exhibit owner absolutely loves her photography and her hand-drawn art. Says she's got a talent and a gift that I'd love to financially support you with. So now she's met that person who God ordained her to meet many months ago. And it brings me to this right here. In 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 8 through 9. It says, but do not forget this one thing, dear friends, with the Lord, a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. We see where God had already done it in advance. A day is like a thousand, one day is like a thousand days and a thousand days is like a day. Not saying that that's actually the standard for time outside of, you know, time for God. But it says here, the Lord is not slow in keeping his promise. As some understand slowness. As some understand slowness. As some understand slowness. What we think is taking Oh, so long and forever. To him, a day can be made a hundred thousand years, 10 seconds, 14 minutes, eight months can be spent on a day with God. He's outside of time. It doesn't. He's not in the confines of it. So when he's making your plan and when he tells you he has a call in your life, be in submission to him. It's gonna it's gonna hurt. It's going to cause you to do some things that, that are going to make you uncomfortable in that ship. But he rewards those who are obedient to him. He does. And when you give up all the things that you think about yourself, feel about yourself, 
consider about yourself, feel about what God has said about you. And now the enemy is chiming up in that because you're wallowing in it. He says, submit that to me. Give that to me. And don't try to give me a plate and start eating off of it. You made me Lord of your life. So I need you to act like it. Please let me be Lord. As it was displayed in 1436 of a book of Mark. And I say that to you. Sarah goes in with the founder of the museum. With the portfolio, gets a job. She meets this group of people. These group of people are not just any normal group of people. There are a few Christians within that group and they commit together and then they start their own company. And then the guy who owns the doggone art museum and Sarah, they've been in the cahoots and talking for now a few months, maybe a, a year or so. And now he given, he's giving her some tips and there was a bit of contention in that group thinking about who should really own the business. We should all have a share. Da, 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 da. And then like God already knew, I need you to put my faith in in I need you to put your faith in me that I'll remove the obstacle from your way. I just need your faith. Sarah has faith in God. Sarah puts the faith in God. Sarah submits whatever it is is going on to the authority and to the lordship that God has over her life. And that person is removed. And in that. She then goes on to be a joint owner with the other partner. Then the other partner gives his share up or whatever to Sarah. Now, Sarah is the owner of multiple different art museums, all giving glory and exhibiting love of God. And there's exhibits open for, for, for art specifically on, on the, the, the demonstration and expression that people, Christians have for the love of God. And there's obviously other art museums as well in which she hosts because she loves art and she's dedicated some to now giving glory to God. And I say all that to say he's outside of time and he knew what he was doing when he called you to do what he do. What bruh. That he, he knew what he was doing when he called you to do what he wanted you to do for him. Realize who it is that you're talking to. The God of the universe who created everything down to the atom and the molecule has an assignment for you. Take joy in that. God could have done it for anybody else and gave them the requirements and fulfilled them to do what you're doing. They probably would have done it a little bit differently. But he chose you to do whatever he's called you to do. Listen to that call and submit whatever it is. Stop grumbling. Stop trying to take it back. Submit unto God. Let your obedience Come first before you take your own fire torch and light that junk up. Trying to light your own path. It ain't going to work like that. All right, man. I'm about done, bro. This was this was a good episode, all right? I really hope you got something from it spiritually. Um, I really, really hope you got something from it spiritually. I... Ooh, I really hope that I did not record all of this in the wrong audio. If I did, I'd be quite upset. But anywho, I just want to say thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I really hope that it was a blessing unto you. Let me let me check on this because it's looking like 
it's a bit loud. Okay, no, no, no. We should be fine. We should be fine. But if this didn't come out right, I'll be honest. This is my second time, almost third time recording this. <laughs> do not do this to me, please. But um, I really hope that this helped you spiritually. I really hope that this helped you to grasp the importance of submission and that submission submission is going to cost you some some sacrifice bro you're going to feel some potential hurt we're a new creation we have new different things to believe to really take up in faith and we've got to believe and realize who it is that we serve realize that we gave him lordship we gave him access over our life and that he is a faithful God to come through and he always has been. What makes him what makes you think he's gonna switch up on you now? What makes you think that he's gonna switch up on you because you slipped up? He made the like I demonstrated with Sarah, who's now the CEO of her art museums, plural. She messed up in those gaps. But the thing is, is he set the plan in motion already. As soon as that obedience was set in. He he made a plan for you specifically and do not get caught up as well. I will say this for myself as well. Do not get caught up in who sees it in a sense of I didn't get as many viewers this time and I didn't get as many likes this time and da 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 da. I've said it plenty of times before, but it genuinely takes time before it sets in what it actually is. These are all people. So if you get nine likes, nine people could have just gotten a revelation that changes the way that they think about their wake, their walk and relationship with Christ. They may not have left a comment. They may not have said much, but doggone it. Those are people. You have been used by God. To now impact their spiritual walk. Whether it is on a large scale or a small scale. Or an extraordinarily large scale. Enjoy the path to getting there. Because when you get there in your place. It won't be the same. There is a there is still a, 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 a requirement there. There's still a big. There's a huge responsibility there. And so I, I really just strongly urge you. If you're. Even in the midst of your calling or even if it's before your actual calling already, please enjoy the path while you're still on it. Genuinely learn to take pleasure in there. I just started feeling content when I post stuff and it doesn't blow up. I just started feeling like that because it was still like I posted and be like, hey, bro, just get likes or nothing. You know, I'm gonna be real with you. I'm gonna be real. I post stuff at flop. It made me feel like it loses value. If if when you were making it, it had, ooh, I want to drop this on your neck bone. I'm gone. If when you were creating it, it had value between you and God when you was cooking up that clip, when you was cooking up that edit. What made it lose value in your sight? Now, because somebody didn't... Because thousands of people didn't flock to it in a moment. It loses value now? A moment ago, you and God was just getting hype over it, and now you sad because somebody didn't hear it? No. No. 
it never lost its value and it's not losing its value take value in the things that you create and don't let others dictate the value that comes with what you and God are creating all right now but yeah thank you guys so much for listening to uh this episode on submission I I uh I just want to say thank you guys so much for listening. If you got this far, I'm just say comment people. And uh man, I'm I'm trying some new stuff with the podcast. I'm trying to you know. Hold on. Somebody called me. I'm not not screwing that up. Hold on. I really really hope that um you got something from it? Thank you so much for listening. Um, really apply it and start submitting these things to God. Submit it all unto him. Trust me, you won't regret it. You're submitting unto a faithful God. You're you're investing properly. More like he's investing properly by putting his trust in you. And another thing I mentioned was he's trustworthy, but doesn't make a does not make us automatically trustworthy. It does not. So I will say thank you so much for listening. Uh, again, all the socials, if you want to reach me, uh, the Instagram, the TikTok, the Gmail, the Cash App, if you do feel led to give to the, the podcast, well, we'll be using that to to go straight to the computer because I need it. I legitimately need it. My software will keep crashing. Um, if you feel it in your heart to give, it is so appreciated. Thank you so much. And I will continue to pour into you spiritually through the Word of Reason podcast where you find reason in your life, but it's only through the Word of God. So thank you guys so much for listening. I will see you guys in the next one. Peace.